Roller on the barrel. Round on the ends, high in the middle, Ohio. Coming to you live from the Ohio Cup in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, right now we're watching a match. Way to let your team down as this the Columbus Capitals taking on the Indianapolis Blues, but that's not why we're recording. Uh, we're here with members of the VWO, the Vintage World Order. For life. And we're going to talk about, uh, I wonder what we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about professional wrestling. And we're going to go between, we have Jeffrey Rice of the Great Black Swamp Vogs. We got Jim Wood of the Black Flags of Droverton. We got Dennis Wagman, uh, one of the hosts of the show this weekend at the Ohio Cup, the captain of the Black Flags of Droverton, and myself, the Barrel Roller, Teen Heartthrob. Uh, we're all going to come up with a conversational subject matter. All of us are going to do one. And we're just going to talk it out. So we're going to start at, at Mr. Rice. Mr. Rice, pick a subject in professional wrestling, and we'll all talk about it. The best championship belt. The best championship belt is the is the uh, subject matter uh, of which we are going to talk about. So, Mr. Wood, would you like to begin the conversation? I think the conversation begins and ends with the Crumb Ryan belt that was introduced in 1986 by Woo, the Nature Boy. Rick Flair. So this is the big gold sucker with the rubies on it? It's the big gold. It was uh, a belt that originally was purchased for, God, I want to say it was thirty-five dollars or $40,000, and whoever held it had to put a deposit down on it because if they ever lost it, they were going to have uh, to repay that money, and I believe that was $25,000. Is that why you never lost it, really? Uh, well, <laughs> I think... Uh, I think Rick lost a lot of things over the years, wow, and is still losing them. A lot of things. A lot. Of, a lot of women lost things around him as well. And now it's more like brain cells. Yeah, I mean, that was bad. Uh, Dennis, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of torn. I'm I'm more in that '86, '87 Hogan uh, belt that he had. Um, I just remember the poster. In it wasn't around very long, uh, championship belt. But I also like uh, the. And if I get this wrong, I'm sorry, guys. Is it the six pounds of gold, uh, the, the NWA belt? Ten well, pounds of gold. I, yeah, I love that belt. Yeah, so, sorry. Six, ten, close enough, right? I'm not a math guy. Uh, Mr. Rice, interested what you got to say on this? I'll always be a fan of the Winged Eagle because that's the belt I grew up with. So the Winged Eagle belt from the 90s that Hogan held then you had Warrior put the light blue back into it but Brett is the one that held it throughout my childhood so always a, I love the Wing Eagle belt it wasn't a commercial like the modern day belt <laughs> uh, okay and you're all wrong it's the uh, television championship belt that Arn Anderson <laughs> oh, had the, the red NWA belt that's the, belt. Belt. That that's the, the answer to the question uh, so you're all wrong. Uh, you are 100% right. No, that is a great belt. <laughs> the real, the real world champion, Arn Anderson, uh, is is the answer. Uh, Mr. Wood, what is your subject matter? Oh man, where would I start with this one? Who was the greatest 
WWF slash WWE, even though they should never even be mentioned, Intercontinental Champion of all time. Is there a question? No, there's questions. Go ahead, Dennis. What okay, do you get? So, I, I, I got to go with Macho Man. Macho say, yeah. is is just the man. You know, it's hard though because I know back in the day I was cheering on Steamboat at WrestleMania when he, when he beat him, but Macho as as the IC champion definitely. All right, so the answer to the question is the Honky Tonk Man. That is and here's, correct. Here's why the, that is the answer. The Honky Tonk Man not only held it for the longest time, but was also responsible for a revival of a storyline much past his day uh, with Santino Morella doing the Honkometer. So uh, his his championship reign reigned, lasted decades as far as I'm concerned. So uh, that's where I went with that. Jeff, what do you got? I, I would always say Bret Hart. Bret Hart made the belt matter when that was when you had Hogan. You knew Hogan was gonna win, but Bret was gonna put on the better matches. Jim, your subject, so you had to have something in mind. Well, you kind of stole my thunder on that one because the Honky Tonk <laughs> Man is by far and away the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, and he said as much. Far and away. Proved you see, it. you guys are thinking about guys that went on to be great world champions. That is correct. Instead of That's great true. intercontinental champions. Honky Tonk Man is the answer to that question. <laughs> Mr. Wegman, <laughs> what is your subject matter? All right. Um, let's go with the best finishing move of all time. Okay, so I start on this one. I'll give you guys a, a chance to, to consider, although you probably guys, you already know off the top of your head. Uh, the greatest finishing maneuver of all time is Ronnie Garvin, hands of stone, one punch, knock you out. Uh, because it could come out of nowhere. You think the RKO can come out of nowhere? Ronnie Garvin just punched you on your forehead. That was it. The end. Quick. Decisive. Ronnie Garvin also responsible for me realizing that wrestling was fake. <laughs> when, it's not fake. It's fixed. When, it's fixed. When, it, when the four horsemen broke his hand in a storyline and he would come to the ring with a taped fist and there was a rule that the four horsemen got incorporated that he was not allowed to wrestle with a taped fist. So he would take the tape off his fist, and his hand was Crayola marker purple. And that's when I knew something was wrong. So before we go to the next person, would you rather be hit by a Ronnie Garvin fist of steel or a Big Show punch? Well, okay, in real in reality, no, I don't want to get punched by the Big Show. But... But if you want to talk open hand, if you want to talk open hand, overhand slap on your chest, I don't want Ronnie Garvin doing that to me. I'll take oh. the Big Show. Fair. That's how I feel about I that. Take Big Show. You hear that slap? <laughs> Forty rows up. Couldn't pay his hand. He has a chubber for a hand like this. I'm telling you, it, it's not as effective as what Ronnie Garvin was making people bleed on their chests. Big Show wasn't making people bleed on their yeah, chest. He was breaking those capillaries on the chest. <laughs> no. Bruising, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, best finishing maneuver. 
Santino Morella's Cobra Strike. <laughs> and the best reaction to it was JTG. <laughs> Just the, he went into an epileptic fit. The no. most the most intense of the Cobra Strikes was when Mr. Sacco came out and they they had a stare down block off. But no, uh, I would say the diamond cutter. It was so good that Randy Orton had to use it as the RKO because you can literally hit it out anywhere. The diamond cutter was over. I never realized how over it was until you go back and you watch some old WCW oh stuff. Oh, man. He was the so the fans loved it. I I don't like Diamond Dallas Page. I, I thought he was a terrible wrestler. He's probably an a-hole. I can't confirm that. Uh, <laughs> is he? He is so nice. Mr. Page, if you're listening to the podcast, please call Barrel Roller yeah, at one eight hundred Barrel Roller. Give me a uh, free copy of your DDP yoga that you <laughs> use to transform so many lives across you, this country. Well, you know, you can call me. I don't care. People, people, don't people don't remember this. Before it was DDP yoga, it was YRG. Yoga for regular guys, but he realized this isn't working. Yeah. I need to use my brand. Yeah. <laughs> yoga for regular guys is the worst marketing <laughs> ever. I have DDP yoga at home. I've barely used. If anybody wants it. Oh, we couldn't tell at all that. You <laughs> <laughs> Uh, remember when we saw his ex-wife's nipple in 40-Year-Old Virgin? Yes, we did. <laughs> that was nice. It was nice. It was a treat. It still is nice. It was like a, you know, like a, like a snack Page cake. Is still a very, very nice-looking lady. She's very fit. Very fit. She's uh, all the way live as uh, somebody says that. I don't remember who that is. Uh, Mr. Wood, best finishing maneuver. Well, I'm, I'm torn between two. Um one because it was just so devastating when it was uh, when it was first done, and that would be the DDT yes. by one Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh. That would be my WWF uh, answer to this question. But the clothesline before it was just That's as devastating. The short arm clothesline <laughs> set it up. Now we talk NWA. I'm a sucker for a spine buster, and and Aaron Anderson's spine buster he, to this day. His heads and tails above. Was that his? Was that his finishing maneuver when he was. he was a singles wrestler? He, he also used because wasn't it the gourd gourd buster did earlier in his career? But later in his career, he used the spine buster. Okay. So was the gourd buster during the Marty Lundy years or the? No, no. <laughs> early Aaron Anderson years. His son. I just showed Jim last night a video of his son doing the. Double A spine buster. Oh my gosh. Almost identical. Me out of my seat every time. And then with uh, Flair's last match, you had Pillman and Anderson. Do you think they should go anywhere with this? Yeah. While we're here, hold on a second. Mr. Frias, Ian, Ian, what do you think Ian? is the best finishing maneuver ever in wrestling? Oh, you can't put me on the spot like that. Um, man, I don't know. Let me think about it. I'll get right back. To Come you. back to us. Okay, he's going to. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we're making content over here. We're making magic over here. You don't look at me with those judging eyes. 
Hey, hey do, do me a favor and read you your handkerchief. Handkerchief off. Handkerchief. So, am I up? Um, yes, Dennis. I think you know. Honestly, over the years, I think my favorite has become the Crossroads. Yeah. I think that is just an amazing move, um, and and Cody pulls it off so well. Um, I, I hadn't seen anything quite like it until he started using it. But what did you think of Cody's return match to WWE? Oh my gosh! Well, I, I don't think more. I think more of the match in the cage with the with the blown out bicep. Yeah. As, as I do I mean, the. The, I mean, the fact that he was completely bruised sure, on the whole right torn, side. Torn pack. Torn I mean, pack. Yeah. Was, like with the return match, though, it was. It was rough to watch that he totally brought it back when he did Dusty's moves. Yeah, like, yeah. And he just did that and totally redeemed himself. Well, and he's also got that move where he, where he goes off that middle rope and catches oh. that almost diamond cutter yep. with it. That, that's pretty awesome. So. Well, I think the problem was he, had, he didn't wrestle much in AEW. Yeah. So he had all that downtime, so he wasn't getting the practice. Yeah. So he came back, and you're like, geez. Yeah. Absolutely. But once he got it together again, he started to really do some good performances. All right. When you when you when you have a wrestling subject matter, if you don't include Hulk Hogan in it, it's stupid. <laughs> now I don't. I'm not a Hulk Hogan fan, but we're gonna do something. Uh, we're gonna talk about a wrestler that should have beat Hulk Hogan and a wrestler who shouldn't have beat Hulk Hogan. Uh, Jeff Rice, you are up first. A wrestler that should have beat him, Rick Rude. Oh, it's a good one. Rick Rude I would agree with that. Why, why Jim Stick Wood is shaking his head because he's a, such a superior intellect. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Randy Savage's brother. He's a genius. I, w- I would like you to uh, spell superior intellect <laughs> and then and then come to me with that comment one more time. In- <laughs> and then somebody who beat him and shouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, so probably Warrior. Okay. Yeah. That's all we live in is hindsight. Yeah. So, yeah, that didn't work out very well. The boy did it look like it was going to at the time, though. Mr. Wood. So there's two that, that come to mind that are one of the same, that, that both should have had title reigns during that period when, when Hogan was, you know, ruling the world. One would be uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Yes. Oh, yes. And the other would be Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Both of those guys carried enough heat uh, with a title run. Uh, I don't think they realized back then uh, how important Either. Should have beat should have beat Hogan. Oh, you're talking about no, he's talking thing? about the finishing move. Doesn't matter. Sorry about Sorry, that. Kid's we, kid, when kid talks, people yeah, listen. Yeah, we listen. Yeah, we have to. But yeah, I, between those two guys, I think they both would have been fabulous uh, world champions, and both should have been world champions. And who uh, who shouldn't have? Oh, who shouldn't have beat him? Obviously, the Warrior was a joke, and, and I, why he's even in the Hall of Fame is, is absurd to me. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, I don't think he should have lost to The Undertaker when he did. Oh, the greatest challenge. Yeah. Yes. All right. I know that he was supposed to be superhuman, and he was supposed to beat Andre, 
but I think Andre should have been legitimately given that belt. And I know he was hurting in WrestleMania three, but I would have loved to see him have an actual he title was run. A year later. I. But he didn't officially officially beat him, did he? Yeah, then he beat him, and then he surrendered the title, the title to Ted. The dollar man. Yeah, I thought that was the 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 arm went up though. No, it doesn't matter. The ref counted. The I know. I, I guess. You know what? It was two Hefners, so be quiet. <laughs> Here we go. Don't get started with me. They paid for plastic surgery. Yeah. The Ohio Cup. You know, um, match about to go down. The, the other one I think I would have said was instead of the finger punch or, or the finger, finger point, oh. I think I think that Nash should have power bombed his ass and yep. it would have been great. Um, somebody, I mean, I think we're in consensus. Warrior should never have beat him. Warrior was a joke. I mean, he should have never beat Honky. I mean, let's be honest. It, that should have never happened. He didn't just beat Honky. Uh, he smashed. It. Well, and it, and it was in a, and it was so short. It, it was terrible. I mean, it might have been a worse squash match than recently Moxley squashing uh, Punk. Yeah. How about uh, Becky squashing? Uh, yeah. Uh, the EST. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mr. Frias is back. back. So because Best I'm partial to the big boys, I'm gonna have to go with Big Ben Bader in the moonsault. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. 100 pounders should not be able to do that. Hey, man. No. And, That's uh, a good one. Yeah. I'd that could go along with Bam Bam's headbutt from the top row. The headbutt or uh, the seven-year itch from Kidman. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a good one. No, that's, <laughs> that's really. That, that, that's my singles right there. For like sure. That. All right. And if we had to go doubles, gotta go. I'm going to go with uh, Doomsday Device. Probably Legion of Doom. Yeah, yeah. Doomsday Device. Yeah, Doomsday yeah. Device yeah. or... The nasty boys. Ooh. Oh. I don't Set know. up with the armpit. The pity city. Yeah. The pity city. <laughs> I also, also like the Steiners though when he had him on his shoulders. Like the yeah. No, the, the the bulldog off the, the bulldog. top. Yes. That was amazing. Who was it who did the the heart attack? Suplex up, grab the feet to a powerbomb. Bob Holly. No, it was a tag team. Oh. We'll have to do research. Yeah. It was a tag team. They got they got in the corner. It sounds like a. And like the Alabama legs, slam. Wasn't the powers of pain, was it? Wasn't the heavenly bodies, was it? And I'm being serious. I thought they did something like that. I mean, I mean, if you want to bring up the that was a WCW. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, that's a. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. That one sticks out for tag team, but hands down. Doomsday Device. Oh my God. Maybe Power and Glory did it. I'll have to. I, I, I want to find it now. Yeah. Uh, to put a bow. On the Hogan conversation, I so I'm not going to bore everybody with the Andre the Giant thing. I think Andre should have beat him clean because you would believe that. Yes. Yeah. yes. And it could have made when Hogan beat him even bigger, even though it's hard to argue with the results. But I think Andre deserved uh, a clean win over Hogan and a championship, even if it was a month. A savage Deserves a Something. clean win over Hogan. Yeah. But but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go later Hogan. And the guy that should have never beat Hulk Hogan was Lex Luger. Right. Oh, and because did oh, it. it did not fit the storyline at all. It didn't mean diddly squat. Just terrible, terrible booking on well, that. Number three, 1997, November twenty third, because my first daughter was born the next the next day. He had priorities. I got a wrestling event tonight. You can wait. And, uh, <laughs> I was kicked out of the house that night. And when I think back to when the NWO f started failing and having a bunch of people join 
and it just got muddy and they did the wolf pack the one thing i thought would have been something that would have helped storyline was scott hall beating hogan for the title because scott hall was the first one in and when you're separating no one deserved a, a title shot or a title run more than scott hall uh, something he never did. He probably did it to himself. Yes. And uh, but he didn't want it. You know, though, he's another one that could have been in, up in the the lineup for international or intercontinental title. That is true. I mean, he had some great ladder matches and other things with when he held that belt. The thing about wow. Scott Hall was is he was so self sabotaging throughout his career. Yeah. He, he was never sober enough, and they could never trust him enough to yeah. be, be the guy. To be the guy. But he was definitely talented enough, and I don't even think that's a question. Right. Bring up the honkamita. <laughs> the honky tonka man was an intercontinental champion for 56 weeks. I think they should have done more with Santino. Santino Morella has been intercontinental champion awesome. for cool. eight weeks. You probably like Carlito, too. <laughs> that's not cool. <laughs> I like the backstabber. I like Carlito's backstabber. I'm all, that's like one of my favorite moves because it just looks Phil like it hurts. Mulkey should have been the greatest tag team of all time. Oh, man. Remember that time they won? Jeez. I still think Horowitz and uh, the Brooklyn Brawler should have tag teamed. Barry Oh, You still think it was good booking to have one, two, three, kid and Marty Jannetty win the titles? <laughs> you calling in? All right. Do you want do you want a subject matter to talk about? A wrestler that should have beat Hulk Hogan and a wrestler who shouldn't have beat Hulk Hogan. Oh, All right. I like that. And then your favorite finishing move from a wrestler. We'll call. It's he's like gonna, easy. He's gonna call us. Uh, so easy. A pile driver. One on these this time. You'll be able to hear him. Oh, okay. I want to hear him. Yeah, sure. If you guys got a, a favorite wrestler that you know sucked. Bastion Booger. <laughs> Mantar. <laughs> no, favorite wrestler that you know sucked. Yeah, oh. that you just accept the fact that they weren't good. Louis Spicoli. I do, and he's actually yeah. suffering from ALS right now. Mongo McMichael. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he... God, it's such I, a joke, him being a horseman. So he was, he, I mean, he you, was you can go good. on, yeah, you go on YouTube, you can see some of his <laughs> matches, and I mean, it's like Botchamania. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, I just, I, I couldn't help but love the guy. I mean, the guy got kicked out of a Cubs game for arguing with the umpire while he was singing, take me out to the ball game. I mean, who, who does that? And, and everybody that was around him loved him and still does. I mean, Ric Flair goes and visits, visits him to this day. So, I mean, everybody respected him. But, he I mean, he was by far, he was by I mean, it was between him and Paul Roma who was the worst horseman. I mean, as far as skill-wise. But, I mean, he could, he could, he was better on the mic than a lot of them. Well, if we go with early 90s, a wrestler that entertained me because it was so off the wall and so goofy uh, was Doink. Not not Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne was epic as Doink, but Ray Apollo as Doink, and one of the most entertaining matches to me <laughs> was Jerry Lawler at Survivor Seas. He had uh, Cheesy, Sleazy, and Queasy with him, <laughs> and you had Doink, Dink, and Pink, and Wink. 
<laughs> I still find it hilarious. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Matter of fact, I just bought a doink bat today while I was here. <laughs> Dennis? Oh, man. Someone I liked but really shouldn't have wrestled. Well, some it just somebody who's thought of as, you know. Weren't you a Disco Inferno fan? <laughs> <laughs> Closet one. Um, of no, you know, of the um, I I really liked the Brooklyn Brawler. I, yes. I thought I thought he was one that, um, you know, yeah, Steve Lombardi got got a lot of crap and stuff, but I, I thought it was great when he kind of got a little bit of a run, but he you knew he was just really nothing but a jobber, but it was great to see him do that, so I would say him. Well, him, but I also liked uh, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. <laughs> so I think my answer to this one's not going to be very popular. Max Moon? <laughs> no, because I, I really liked him a lot, and to this day, I, it's, it's a highly sought-after like memorabilia guy, you know, pieces that you want... The junkyard dog. Oh, he was can... not a good wrestler. The junkyard dog. Ooh. Oh, he's got to look it up. Yep, that's gonna drive me nuts. I got. Okay, it. what were you saying, now, Jim? I'm I sorry. Saying, I, I'd have to go with the the junkyard dog on that. He wasn't good at all. No. But. He was beloved, and I loved every time he came out. I loved, you know, I went, I always looked forward to watching him wrestle on Saturday mornings and stuff like that. Uh, never seemed like he came out on top of any of the events and stuff like that. When he had his uh, feud with Harley Race and all that, and it just, uh, you know, it's it, like I said, he's like a $600 autograph, and I don't get it because he really <laughs> didn't have a whole lot of talent other than people loved him. Well, even think about S.G. Jones. I mean, dude got squashed uh, by Bundy in what, like seven seconds in WrestleMania? Was it two or one? Special I mean, delivery. I mean, Jones. he was terrible. Uh, so, so mine is going to be a little controversial. Uh-oh. Roddy Piper sucked. <laughs> he sucked as a wrestler. He was great on the mic. He was controversial. He was entertaining. But as far as a wrestler, he had the sleeper, a punch, and a kick. Like He forgot he, a finger poke. He sucked. And uh, I loved him every time he was on TV. <laughs> oh, that one hurts me to my soul. Jim Stickwood is no I mean, longer talking to me. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I can, you know, objectively, I can see what he's saying because you could say Hogan's an awful wrestler. But if you haven't seen his work in Japan. In Japan. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing with Andre. Andre, when he was younger and he did his work in Japan, he was a lot different wrestler than uh, when most people saw him towards the end of his life. Uh, he was, you know, way overweight. Well, he could Very do injured drop during, kick, yeah. but like Vince told him, you don't need to do a drop kick. So, it just he got limited by the promotion he was with too. I think. Okay, Rudy's gonna call in now because he got on base. Uh, I'm sure he's got something to say on this. Did Hulk. they have telephones back in 1864? I'm sure they had something. He was a very good inventor, <laughs> sir. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't live back then, so. There were Friuses back he, then, though. I'm sure. I'm sure there were. Life in first base. 
Well, Fox Prius. In the future. Prius. Rudy's on first base. He wanted to wait till he got a hit. Rudy, the, the, we're talking to the VWO or members thereof. As yeah. uh, you got to run to second. And one of the subjects that came up was uh, name somebody that should have beat Hulk Hogan and name somebody who shouldn't have beaten Hulk Hogan. What do you got? Uh, Diamond Dallas Page should have beat Hulk Hogan. Uh, should have beat Hulk Hogan. Uh, should have beat Hulk Hogan. What you uh, just... should not. What? No, go ahead, continue. Oh, You're... no. Uh, I feel like, honestly, just for, and this goes against what I believe because I, I watched this match and I love this tournament, I feel like The Rock should not have to be Hulk Hogan. Oh. Uh, WrestleMania 18. Yeah, that one's interesting. The Diamond Dallas Page. Now, does Diamond Dallas Page fit into where I said Lex Luger should not have beat Hulk Hogan? What if it was Diamond Dallas Page that beat Hulk Hogan in that spot? Oh, was, oh, I would have been okay with that. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Even more than Goldberg. <laughs> as that, uh, as that, uh, the static and noise you hear is Rudy Frizz rounding third base and scoring on a, on a single in this well, it match. It sounded like he was in the middle of a war field there for a minute. I thought maybe he was taking some incoming bombing. Diamond Dallas Page yeah, beating. Not- Beating Hulk Hogan would have made Diamond Dallas Page even bigger. I don't know how much bigger he could have been at the time, though. I mean, he was as hot as you could get. Well, he did. Well, uh, he, he, he'd say who put him truly on the map was Savage. Because right. yeah, that battle against was a very humble guy. He's like, I'll put him over. Oh, that's another. That reminds me of another uh, wrestler that I really liked that sucked, and that was La Parka. Oh my God! I and he was awful. <laughs> Especially when he went against Goldberg, he hit Goldberg with the chair and then did the strut. <laughs> Almost came out of his de- his mask. I got another good topic to take it a little bit from uh, take it a little bit more serious. Who was your favorite wrestler that is no longer here today? Oh. All right, Dennis, you're first Easy. up on this one. Oh, man. Um, I, I think. He's going to say crush on Justin. No, I, I think it's Eddie. Really? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I, I loved. His, I, I, I hated him in, in uh, WCW, but his Latino heat stuff that came from WWF was amazing, and I thought he did such a good job. And that, that fake chair shot that he would pull, oh, oh my gosh, so awesome. So I, I, I'd i have to go with Eddie. Well, you remember when he threw coffee on himself on live? <laughs> yeah. I remember watching it. I was like, I don't understand this story. <laughs> I do I do wonder how, how high he was when he thought uh, China was hot, though. <laughs> hey, she was definitely the, mom, not the mama Sita. China, uh, China had her moments. Now, they were spread out. <laughs> They were there. <laughs> she didn't look bad all the time. <laughs> oh it took a lot of money to fix it. Yeah, uh, she my, had that slaughter chin. If if you look at the if you look at the question, who is your favorite wrestler? Yeah, we jumped from that time. is not here anymore. My answer is Chris Benoit. Mm. And uh, that's okay because uh, he is. I'm talking about the wrestler. Yeah, we're not talking not about individual. person or any of that stuff. 
in a, in an you era when I was from the art. when I was an adult and I was older and you want to get lost like when you watch a movie you want to get lost in the reality of it and when I watched wrestling I wanted to get lost in the reality and uh, Chris Benoit made me believe he was beating the shit out of everybody I just I just believed it was happening and uh, he was one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen and also uh, one of the biggest pieces of crap I've ever seen so at the same time so I can't do anything about not being able to separate them because the question was wrestler Correct. Jeff well you got ravishing Rick Rude you also got Kurt Henning why are you going with like 25 guys oh, hold on there's no I'm getting to that oh. it's called build up we <laughs> 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 gotta get to the story K-pop those are guys I was thinking about but at the end of the day I'm choosing the tag team the road warriors mm. I mean absolutely nobody has been as devastating as the road warriors because they would legit just go in there and beat the crap out You know, of the guys. amazing thing was, you know, you always hear about uh, Flair's partying and other guys partying like Scott Hall, but Hawk, jeez, oh Luis, gosh. he abused his body outside of, well, inside and outside of that ring. Yeah. So now I'm going to have to go off the board because my answer was already mentioned. I was going to say uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Uh, Which just is a because good one. he's... He was just good at everything that he did, uh, even in his early, early in his career with the AWA when he was wrestling uh, with his, you know, with his dad. He was a world champion there, and then when he uh, caught on in, in WWF, and uh, you know, he became Mr. Perfect, and that persona was just amazing, and it was so funny and condescending all at the same time. But since you already mentioned that and stole my thunder by mentioning 14 different guys. I'm going to go with the smurf, American Dream, Dusty mm. Rhodes. Yes. And be, because he, not only was he an amazing wrestler for the fact that he was probably the most out of shape professional wrestler you would see uh, from week to week. That doesn't make him amazing. But it he, makes him lazy. If it, well, especially with <laughs> fair that, enough. Especially but, with that big ass thing on the side of his he was also he was also <laughs> he was a great booker he was responsible for a lot of the talent that came uh after he was around uh he he, did, he, had, he just had a lot to do in the entire uh industry of professional wrestling so i i would say i miss him the most plus he's just you know he's magic on the mic he just is and without him we would have never had gold dust or uh what was uh stardust yeah <laughs> Cosmic warrior. <laughs> or, or the Yeti. <laughs> Shockmaster wasn't his oh, idea. Yeah, it, yeah was. it was because he's the one that put the board on the trippus. Go down, get yourself I mean, well, a soul tube about of the mask. Shockmaster real quick. We're going to put mean, glitter we're gonna all over it. We're going to get a teddy bear jacket, a glittered up stormtrooper. How even if he'd have made it through the wall. It was still yeah. bad. It's still a bad idea. Dennis? Yeah. I'll go. Did you already do this? I did, but I, already I, went around. I have another question. Go ahead. Who do you guys believe truly should be recognized as the king? You mean like? Like like there there was there was Harley Race. There was Booker. There was 
uh, Lawler. They're you know, oh, I mean, Mabel. I, I, I mean, there, there's all these different ones through the King of the Ring. Even which one do you, when you think King, which one truly stands out as what? Who, I will who say should my be? favorite, and I've told Stick this all the time. My favorite Bobby Heenan match is when he managed King Haku against King Harley Race, <laughs> and have Bobby you, kept hopping from side to side. That's it, get him! Have you not seen how the, the, the system goes on this? We are going around in a circle, and you are jumping around. You, don't put you are going in a non-circle right now. He forgot to take his medicine. He forgot to take his medicine. You tell me I'm doing this the wrong order. way. The, 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 the person who is the king is Steve Austin, because it was nice. the king of the ring. That, That's true. That without that, without that one moment, there is no bigger moments that come later. <laughs> Austin three sixteen says what? Uh, I just whooped your ass. And uh, it was so nice to get him away from that ringmaster persona because that I thought that was stupid. I mean, oh, we're being joined. Oh, I I thought we were being joined. Did he call? He accidentally probably hit his phone. Are you ready? What is that in his pocket? All right. Uh, but the, what people don't remember, do you remember what Stone Cold's character was before that moment? Yeah, he was He was, He was. was called the Ringmaster. No, I know, but, that, but people always talk about that. But no, his original Stone Cold char- character was a silent killer kind of character so if yeah. you watch those original really? stone cold promos, and he was still he wearing the he was still wearing the white with, boots uh, yeah right he saw yeah. a documentary with richard kuklinski mm. and he that's what his character was going to be and so those original stone cold promos he's very silent very methodical which then led into those awesome uh times where him and rock and throwing the belt over over the bridge i mean there was all kinds of stuff yeah. that happened in that time yeah uh, Jim Wood, best king. King Haku. You know why? Because he'd have whipped the shit out of. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse my French. He'd have whipped the crap out of everybody else in that uh, in that realm, with the exception of maybe Harley Race in his prime. King Haku was just a maniac. That guy. I, the the stories you would hear when they were on the road were unbelievable. I mean, the the the, the damage he could do to another human being that would, you know, try to cross that line. The, the guy was a legitimate tough guy, and everybody liked him. So how come he never got a push? Over. He never really got a push. Right. I think the only push he really ever got was when he was tag teaming, right, yeah. as an Islander or something? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that was pretty sad. Um, I do know they did. Bischoff didn't want to fire him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it... It was kind of a stupid part of his career, but it also kept him going a little bit longer when, when Booker got it. I mean, even though it was King Booker um, and he had the finger up, I mean, he played it well. I mean, he played it so well. It'll always be Jerry Lawler for me. It'll always be I mean, Jerry. you can't argue with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't have anything I could say. It'd be like, but. I almost, I almost think they did Harley wrong by calling him the king like like i thought they played that character wrong into wwf i think they could have done more of a hardcore yep, thing with him right. yeah because yeah. he didn't fit 
Right, it, it right. Didn't fit with him. Yeah. That'd be like if you made Dusty Rhodes the king. Well, well, it'd be like putting polka dots on Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, that would be foolish. It's <laughs> <laughs> not as bad as putting it on a bat. He did. Yeah, you bought a bat with it. I mean, it still works. He That's made right. it work. Yeah. It was terrible, and he made it work. I, res- re- I have more respect for Dusty Rhodes for making the polka dots work than anything yeah. else. Uh, okay, you guys, uh, last subject, and unless something else comes up, what did you think of Ric Flair's last match? It's not his last match. <laughs> I just you read that, that he's going to do time. 32 <laughs> more cities of a last match. <laughs> yeah. It was sad. I, I saw uh, just bits and pieces of it from uh, – from TikTok and holy moly, I think he passed out a couple different times. Like they literally had to almost put the figure four on for him. It was that it was sad to watch. So I have some good news for you. Uh, it was announced today that he has he is going to do a thirty city tour uh, called Ric Flair's Last Match Tour. <laughs> that is a fact. I just read that this morning so it's happening uh, I don't know how many people are going to waste their money to go out and see it uh, I think uh, I would love to meet the guy one time just to get a picture with him but I don't need to see a 70 something year old alcoholic uh, guy who just about died a few years back I mean it was bad yeah. I'm not convinced the Grim Reaper it. won't be uh, facing him probably by match 2 or 3 the tour probably exists because he didn't die in this one yeah. yeah, I'm hoping that it, uh, he if, he, if he's going to check out, maybe he'll do it in Detroit so we can uh, <laughs> so we can see it. I mean, I, I I would honestly wish he'd just defer and let his daughter wrestle from here on out. I mean, I'd much rather watch Charlotte wrestle these days. I would days. much rather wrestle with Charlotte. <laughs> uh, remember how Ronnie Garvin used to whoop Ric Flair's ass all over this country? <laughs> That's right. Do you that remember happened. when Rick, Do you remember when Ricky Morton slapped him across the face and knocked <laughs> his glasses <laughs> off and? <laughs> about 35 years ago. <laughs> yes, it was. Do you remember Miss Atlanta Lively whooping that candy ass in an apartment? <laughs> that was Ronnie Garvin. Shout out to Ronnie Garvin. I'm just going to keep talking about Ronnie Garvin. He loves the rugged man. Okay, so there is a lot of different wrestlers that took on this kind of psychotic um, persona. Who do you think did it best? And if I give you time to think, I'll share mine first. Go ahead. Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan, even back in his, I think it was the Florida wrestling days, uh, I mean, he was legitimately nuts and just scared the absolute shit out of me. He, he lived the gimmick. Yeah, so he lived the gimmick. Thought yeah. he was like some satanic yeah. worshiping, like, oh, my god. Who would have ever thought he would have been a, a better uh, hookup for women? woman? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. The, the taskmaster or the crippler. Oh. Okay, give me some time right, to think. Right. So let's move on. All right, fine. Uh, the wrestler, seven. the wrestler that best embodied their character is George South. <laughs> he still does. He's from the South. His name is George, and uh, he was just good enough to not look stupid and uh, he did his job and uh, nobody jobbed better than George South when if you're doing like a psychotic character Sabu 
Oh. Like the, that, that original ECW character where they'd bring him out with the stretcher and the Hannibal Lecter mask and like just absolutely Sabu. Well, Too bad he couldn't wrestle. I, th- I, I think that they caught lightning in a bottle uh, recently when they uh, when they made uh, Bray Wyatt the Fiend. Yeah. But then they quickly extinguished that by letting a 50-year-old Goldberg basically squash him in a match after they had built his character up. So everybody would, beat him in a match. Every pay-per-view he was getting beat. I'm yeah. like, I'm and like, or set going, on fire. If you're going to build a character like that, you can't let him, you know, get beat like. Every time he goes out there, I was... So where does Abdullah fall into this? Abdullah was... <laughs> I mean... He was just basically a criminal. I mean, he murdered people. <laughs> went in there with a knife and just stabbed you a bunch of times. He wasn't even a wrestler. He was just yeah. an escaped convict. Kamala was pretty good as Kamala. Yeah. I think so. When he wasn't anything yeah. like Kamala in real life. No. Uh, Jan- what was this? Kama- Kamala Harris. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not true. That's I know. The vice president. <laughs> that was the thing. You know how much money he would have made off T-shirts. Oh, he passed away one year too early. All right. Well, I, I guess you. that we're gonna have to wrap it up. That's now. it. Yeah, that's uh, it. Anything you guys want to say about the VWO? As this was uh, the first official VWO episode on the Roller Around the Barrel Show. I mean. If- Anybody that wants to follow the VWO, uh, there's a page up on Facebook, Vintage World Order. Uh, Jeff's on there pretty much 24/7, and likes to post on there all the time. There's shirts available. It's just a, it's a goofy thing for you know a lot of vintage people like uh, you know just happen to like professional wrestling as well, and uh, you know get your adult adolescence out with us. Absolutely. Most of us do it. Let's not pretend that that's not the case. So uh, come out of the closet. Did I? Yeah, it works. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, are you going to be first? <laughs> and, and, uh, and we'll talk to you later. For life.